0: If you're looking to get pregnant, this is for you. I am Saskia Roel and I've helped thousands of women in their fertility journey, including everyone from Oscar-winning celebrities, A-listers, entrepreneurs and stay-at-home-to-be-moms. Here's what I know to be true about unexplained infertility. Your body is not broken, there is nothing wrong with you, it's not bad karma, your body can do this when you find the root cause of your infertility, everything changes and you can finally heal and get pregnant. If you're looking for the missing piece to your fertility journey and the real truth from a science-based and energetic perspective, welcome. In this episode, I'm going to share with you a lesson from the birth of my third baby, Shafi. And I'm going to read from my book, The Naked Truth of Unexplained Infertility. If you want to receive weekly audios where I read a story from my book and where there are so many resources and tips and tools you can go to the naked truth of unexplained infertility.com and you can sign up for free and get all these amazing resources. And in your inbox every week, have a story to give you hope and to show you that, yes, you can get pregnant. Now, In this story, the story of Shafi is different, and the reason I'm sharing with you all the different stories is that sometimes women come to me, and they have birthed their first baby, and they have a horrific birth experience, nothing like they had planned, everything went differently. Here's the thing, that fear is often projected onto the next birth, even though they're not pregnant yet they think, what if I have the same birth experience? And that's a problem because that fear can contract your body and you have to release that fear. Otherwise, that's a trauma fear that creates a trauma block in your body and you don't want to do that. Now, each birth was very different. And I want to give you that energetic imprint that you can birth, and that it's very interesting to hear how that plays out. At the end of each story I tell, I read, there's a lesson. This is the birth of Shafi, our third child. Make sure you have all the tools we need for the home birth, because your pregnancy will soon come to an end, said Jose, my midwife. I rush to the stores three weeks before my due date and I buy everything on the list. And as soon as I tuck the birth box in my closet, I feel safe and I breathe a sign of relief. Every night from now on, I am prepared to go into labor. And after several more weeks, I am wishing the midwife made a better guess. In the end, I have to wait five weeks before the universe orchestrates her timing according to Shafi's plan, not mine. If the baby is not born by Monday, I am scheduled to have a labor-induced birth. On Saturday, I'm home alone. The doorbell rings at lunchtime. And Jose stands on my doorstep with her suitcase. This must be a mistake. What is she doing here? I can only think she's a godsend because I'm not happy with the planned induction on Monday. I am terrified about the possibility of being in the hands of a gynecologist who doesn't believe in me having a natural birth. I have prayed and prayed that the baby will come before Monday. You say no's my wishes, but where is she? I tell her, it must be a mistake because I didn't call her. I thought I'd come by and see how you are, she says, and I'm touched by her concern. Nothing is happening, no signs yet, I tell her. Come, and uh, let me stir up that little one a bit. We go upstairs. I lay on the bed, willingly allow her to do what she has in mind, and she tells me she's going to try and induce some movement of the uterus muscle. If nothing happens by tomorrow, she will come back for a home visit and break my water. I am being besides myself with joy. I know that either today or tomorrow the baby will be born, which will avoid a hospital-induced birth if Shafi decides to join our plans. To celebrate my last night of pregnancy, Sip and I go out for dinner. And the restaurant, they seat us at the best spot in the house. My back is warm by the heat from the fireplace, and I choose my favorite fish dish. Now and then, I gasp for air. It must be a cramp, I tell Sip. We eat our dinner without much disturbance, except for my taking very deep breath between each spoonful of tuna tartar. I can handle this pain, I think. A gifted young man is playing the piano. I listen to his music in between breaths. I inhale and exhale on his beat. What do we want for dessert? The waiter asks my honor, uh, my honest answer is that I am full. I'm very full. I glance at the menu and everything is too much. Suddenly, I long to go home and watch a movie that we rented. I walk to the car, and even though the restaurant is five minutes away, we took the car and I'm so glad. I'm breathing through every contraction, I think, and the but I think they are mild cramps. We arrive home at 9.45 p.m. Seep pays the babysitter, then turns on the movie in the living room. As soon as he pushes the start button, my water breaks. I feel my baby is ready to be born. Seep, I'm having my baby now. Open the front door for the midwife and close the children's bedroom doors, I say in one breath. I have the phone in one hand dialing the midwife's number as we run into the bedroom. My mind is racing too. Steve runs after me, holding his hands cupped behind my back. What was he thinking, that this big eight and a half pound baby would be such an easy catch? Sip takes the phone and he talks to Jose. But she wants to hear my voice. I don't say much, but she knows knows much enough. As soon as she arrives, she runs upstairs. I squat down against the side of the bed, pulling up my fancy evening dress. My earrings dangle while I pant. I want to use the birthing chair but there is no time to go downstairs and get it. The baby is on its way. I close my eyes. I tune into my body and talk to our child. I let him know that I'm ready. And I'm asking him, are you ready too? Together, the baby and I are in another world. Siep and Jose do the thinking. My mind is switched off. While my body is in charge, the wisdom of my body is my lead. There is nothing to hold me back now. While I'm leaning against the most uncomfortable way, against the side of our bed, my legs begin to shake. I can't hold the squat position much longer, and I feel the baby's broad shoulders pass on the way out. Within seconds, I own my third child with the deepest octave of my underbelly into the world. I put Shafi Samuel to my chest and I pull my evening dress down. My big bump is gone and our baby is in my arms. I'm already dressed for his birthday. Shafi made his entrance into this world at 10, 10 p.m., 20 minutes after our dinner. I'm dressed for dessert now. Let the celebration begin. A joyous, gentle, brilliant soul is now on earth. Here's Shafi's story. And what I don't describe in this story is that a few days before, we went to the gynecologist because I was so-called over time. And when the gynecologist checked me, he said, this baby is way too big for a natural birth. And in that moment, my my heart sank because I wanted to birth at home, and I had birth, yeah, Sitka at home, which I write in the previous birth um, here in the previous birth episode. but i I fully trusted that I could do this, and as soon as the doctor made this remark, Because of the work I know, and because of the work I do, I know this can be an imprinted fear right on the spot that can completely lock in and ruin your birth experience. And I knew if I would 100% believe him and take this in, I was scheduled for a C section because there would be no way I would be able to birth naturally. Because as soon as the contractions would start, I would go into fear. I will never be able to birth this big baby naturally. And the body and mind are connected and nothing would have happened. When when the doctor said this, I thought, delete, delete this remark. And you can see what happened. That this birth, which was initially started by the midwife coming and just creating some movement and then me going about my day Going out to dinner. Twenty minutes after we came home from the dinner, Shafi was born naturally, on a birthing chair. And I know that would have never happened would I allowed that fear in my mind. My mind would be contracted, my body would be contracted, and I would have never been able to surrender to a natural birth experience. It could have never, ever happened. And that's the imprint that I want to to give to you. Because sometimes doctors and friends and well-loved meant ones can say things to you. And you can take them in and make it your own truth. And it gets into your head. It gets into your body. And this can be about pregnancy. This can be about age, this can be about equality quality, this can be about birthing, this can be about raising a second or third child. Delete these remarks. And of course, in all situations in your birthing experience, if if it's not safe to birth naturally, of course, you take the precautions and you listen to the doctor. But I want you to become aware that your body is very wise and that your body knows how to do that and go out of your head and into your body. That's where the power is. Thanks so much for listening. If you're looking to get pregnant, I want to help you. Go to the description or a link to set up a fertility consultation or take our fertility blog quiz or the Is My Egg Ready For My Baby quiz to figure out what is stopping you from conceiving your baby. I am sending you so many sweet baby whispers. My wish for you is to become a happy mom.